0: Hey guys, it's me, your friend George, George Lucas. Um, you may know me as being a director, because I am. I direct movies, and to be fair, it's been a while since I've directed a movie, and my voice has changed a lot, but uh, that $4 billion that the mouse gave me has been uh, it has been treating me well. I've de-aged myself quite a few years, <laughs> and, um, you know, people frequently give me flack for my directing style, especially my directing choices with the prequels. But I just want to talk about what I would have done with the sequels, because clearly people hate them even more than they hated me when I was the prequel maker. Mm. So we're going to talk about some sequels that I would have made and how I would have directed them. So basically we would have had Darth Vader survive and he would have been returned by Hayden Christensen because I think that maybe he wasn't the best actor in the prequels. I'll give you guys that. But I wanted to be able to give him a second chance. So... Hayden Christensen Ghost would be the, um, he would be the main character of this sequel trilogy. And he would be fighting Darth Maul, who uh, survives. And Darth (laughs) Maul's son is actually Luke Skywalker. It's not, um, it's not Darth Maul Jr. And Luke is actually not Anakin's child, which is something that they find out. Um, And so he has uh, some force abilities that he does to him. Um, And then he just basically becomes Darth Maul Jr. And he Mm. uh, learns how to do some uh, cool Sith stuff. And then um yeah that would be the sequel so, so i the, think uh is that the you first guys one just, uh, yeah no that's all three oh that would be that would be across three movies <laughs> okay um and then at the end um luke would then discover his uh heritage um to be from darth Maul, not from skywalker but he would look off into the sunset and uh call himself luke skywalker because that's uh that's the name he should have had so oh okay uh, yeah i i think that i'm a good director so
1: yeah watch yeah. my movies please well we agree. No, yeah i i i love
2: your your work man and it's an honor to have you uh here with us today um to talk about that that's that's amazing have you told anybody
1: else this <laughs> no this, this is, is just is uh this is, a, yeah, this this is, this is this, just for you guys this is an exclusive i mean after
0: after that huge hefty sum of money you paid me to be here i uh figured that uh I would just reveal some insider trading secrets. No, yeah, it was
2: it, it was interesting because we contacted you and and you just respond. We asked you how much to charge or how much you charged, and you responded with a, a three word message that I thought was pretty powerful and interesting. <laughs> but it just said "match the mouse," and so <laughs> we we did shell out four billion dollars to get you here today. And I gotta and say, it? Jared, worth every penny.
1: I I can't agree more. <laughs>
0: i agree i i think it was worth every penny for me to be here as well sure um so just look out for those fan-made uh well not technically fan-made since i'm the creator but those uh those non-disney sequels starring uh hayden christensen ray park and uh mark hamill and uh, no other cast members <laughs> nice that was such a good ad bro we were
1: busting up
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was the most funny thing we've ever done it
1: was it was top
0: tier (laughs) (laughs) now we can move on from that uh welcome back to Cape movie night um my name is lucas my name is jared and my name is niall john thorley and thankfully, George Lucas is no longer with us, and he has been permanently what? banned from the podcast. <laughs> he's no longer <laughs> he's, uh, with us. He's, he's not he, with us. He, he's not he's, allowed.
2: He's crossed to the other side. Unfortunately. He's crossed the other
0: side. He's a Force Ghost now. So, wow, that's wouldn't it be awkward if he actually did die this week, and we were oh,
2: like in between now and the release <laughs> in between of this oh. episode. Now and the of the episode. <laughs> Ugh. Hope not. But
0: hopefully, that doesn't happen. Anyway, this week we are going to talk about directors who are similar to George Lucas. Um, in know, that George Lucas, in that they direct. Sure. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So, so, if you've never heard of a director, essentially what yeah, a director well, is <laughs> is the, the the creative lead of a movie. Um, a director is hired on by a producer who works for a studio, typically. Unless you're independently making a film, which is a different story. But let's say, let's say we are making Top Gun: Maverick. A movie that just came out, and let's say you're Tom Cruise, who's a producer, and this is a movie you've been wanting to make for a while, and you've had people who've written the script, and you're looking around at people who want who you want to direct, and you see Joseph Kaczynski and you think, wow, he would be a good guy to direct this movie because he's made previous films such as other action movies. I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. Some of my favorite. Some, <laughs> of, Some of my. That's one of my too. favorite
2: franchises. Oh,
0: he made Tron Legacy. So he's, he's got the, he's already got one in his back pocket of, Hey, I made a sequel to a movie that came out, you know, decades ago and it was pretty successful. So I should make Top Gun Maverick. But basically the job of a director is to make sure that the, creative vision of the studio and the writers is, you know, manifest. And so that's why a lot of times the director is also the writer and also the producer because they want to be as creatively involved and have as much say in their project as they can. But for something like Fast and the Furious, for example, as well, those directors are typically hired on as like, hey, we need you to make this movie, so do it. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe sometimes they are not as passionate about uh, what goes into the product as someone like Wes Anderson, who directs, produces, and writes all of his movies, because you know he's super into the whole process. Um, but typically, a di- I a bad acting performance is more to blame on the director than it is on the actor. So that whole little spiel that George gave us earlier, um, may his soul rest in peace about Hayden Christensen's (laughs) criticisms. I would say there should be more directing of George than Hayden, because if you've been watching Obi-Wan as well, um, he has returned as Darth Vader and he's been doing a pretty cool job. I thought, so, you know, a lot of times a director is going to say, you know, for example, here's, here's, a, here's a possible scenario. I don't know exactly how it went down with Star Wars. But it's like, hey, um, you know, say whatever line. And he's, he delivers it and he's like, wow, I the actor thinking, I did not do that very well. But George is like, yeah, you know, whatever. Hey, next That's line. fine. We'll move on. Yeah. And so maybe the actor flubbed a line or didn't do as well as he thought he could have. But it's the director's choice to move on to the next line. And if he doesn't give him any good insight or good, like, direction, literally – as to what he should do, then they're just gonna move on and not, you know, allow the actor to do their best performance.
2: Yeah. So. Um, and then on top of just directing the the performance itself, you've got the basically the secondary role, well, not secondary, but additional role of a director, which is to direct everyone else involved, um, camera yeah. operators, um, lighting set design, everything really comes down to the director's yes or no answer. And so in in that regard, it's almost like a director is, is the delegator of the movie where they basically, they hire on, you know, a cinematographer, a director of photography, set coordinator, blah, 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 all these people. And they basically tell them, go and do this and make it look like this, you know? Yeah. And so really like cinematographers as as important as they are a lot of that comes down to what the director is telling them to do and then the cinematographer can bring that to life but the director is really like they're kind of the core basically idea generator of the final visual product of the movie
0: yeah for sure and they're like very involved with the pre-production process typically Unless they're hired on late. So it's like, hey, we have this script and this is how we want to do it. And they're going to help find the director of photography. And then they're going to work to figure out a shot list. And so it's all, there's like the front end and the back end of making a movie. Like the actual production process is obviously important because that's when you actually get the footage. But the, what, the planning that goes into it and how much it takes to actually finish the product afterwards is huge. And the director has a huge part of that.
2: Yeah. Um, role as well, so. Jared, is there anything that you want to add on to this man-cave-splaining of what a director is? <laughs> um, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool
1: great, perfect. <laughs> no, one, I will say, one thing you'll find is if you start to watch a lot of movies by the same director, you'll start to see common things that occur. Mm, Their time. style, a lot of times, especially with these kind of prolific directors that are talked about a lot, they have a very unique style in how in their approach to making movies. And so that's one thing that's really fun, and that's why you hear a lot of people talk like, oh, I really love this director. It's because typically their style resonates with them as an audience member. And so that's one reason you should care about the director is sometimes you find you don't resonate with a director at all. And so maybe when their project comes out, you're like, you know, I I probably won't like that.
2: Yeah. And then you can just
1: go in knowing that, yeah. or then you can get excited like us when a new Edgar Wright movie is announced, or Wes Anderson, or whoever it is that we we do really like. So, yeah. directors, At, yeah, control. Directors a lot. good. <laughs> the directors um, good. good. Yeah, directors good.
0: good. That that is something because we've talked about directors that we like. Um, we've done dedicated entire episodes that, like Edgar Wright and Taika Waititi and whomever else we've talked about. Um, But I thought it would be fun to do an entire episode of just the general idea of directors because everyone's always like, oh, yeah, like the director is kind of the name attached with a project. As far as like behind the camera, no one really typically knows who wrote it or who produced it or who, um, you know, the DP was most of the time. Um, And so the director is like the name that most people will associate with the project. And so when something is bad, they'll be like, hey, fan four stick bad because josh drank and to be fair yes that is a huge part the director is a huge part of it and the general audience is going to blame the director but typically the studio does not blame the director for something that's bad they'll blame the producer because they were tasked with hiring yeah. the correct director and if they chose the wrong guy that or <coughs> woman or whomever um then foo to them because bad job on uh bad hiring process
2: yeah, um, well, and that's just you know classic studio is basically if it goes wrong, bad producer, and if it goes right, good studio. Like yeah, good, the, it's good job. You always want to take the credit for yourself. So, yeah. Anyway,
0: so, another example, if I may, with no. The, no. I'll allow, I'll allow <laughs> you one with, more with Sony, oh, right. for example, um, everyone's favorite, especially our favorite um, studio. Very uh, good. A, a young a young gentleman named Avi Arad has been heavily involved with Spider-Man movies. Basically, actively
2: since. trying to ruin every <laughs> Spider-Man movie that comes out.
0: Yeah, so pretty much, if you don't know that name, it's because he's just some producer, and to the general audience, he doesn't matter. However, to the actual production of these movies, he is largely to blame for Venom being in Spider-Man 3, because he loves Venom, and he is to blame for the Venom movies existing at all, and for Morbius, and for any sort any sort of silly dumb thing yeah. that has happened in the sony movies it's not absurd to be like hey he probably has somewhat of a of a you know pox on his head that we can blame yeah. and point at and say foo to you Aviara.'"
2: When did you learn this? I want to, I want to stop for a second and talk about this thing that you've now said twice, which is food to you. I don't know, dude. (laughs) What is that? I've never heard that ever before in my entire life. I
0: just generated it from my noggin today as I was saying these words. Well,
2: and here's the thing. It completely communicates.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we get it. (laughs) You understand what I was trying to say? Yeah, it's just, I've
2: never, ever in a million years heard that.
0: Well, foo to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: All right. Um, but and yeah, Also, uh... I'll say, first-hand experience, kind of hurts to have that <laughs> said to you.
0: So I hope, I hope, Avi, wherever you are, that you take it personally and you begin to be a better producer of Sony content. Yeah. Because no one wants Craven and no one wants El Muerto. No. And um, that's just... Uh, well that's just that's depends, just how the dude. and no one wants Venom 3 but to, you don't care so and you're wealthy and powerful so what do you care
2: there's also a second involved person who is Amy Pascal yes that true. is you know messing with everything and you you have people like this all over like with with Star Wars up until recently it was Kathleen Kennedy who basically mm-hmm. they're kind of deluded into thinking yeah I know what the audience wants and they they are only really putting on what they want. And that happened with yeah. Kathleen Kennedy a ton. Happened with Amy Pascal and Ava Rad. And, and even, like, at the end of Homecoming, where basically... Uh, not Homecoming, uh, No Way Home. Where mm. Marvel had to, like, fight probably through the whole process of making that movie to say, like, No, this happens and not what you want. Even after <laughs> all of that, in the credits, there's this giant logo that says, like, Pascal Pictures. Yeah. Like, <laughs> special thanks to A.V. A. a. Rat and Amy Pascal for making <laughs> yeah. this possible. And, like, you know that they put that in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not like the crew was like, oh, they were so great to us. That yeah. We credit. Some
0: random like, grip is if, just like, yo, if shout you out ever to Avi and Amy.
2: If you ever see a special thanks in the credits to a producer, that producer asked for that special thanks to be yeah. there. <laughs>
0: Unless they're not alive, in which case. Yeah. Well. Oh, well. Move. Yeah. <laughs> but to Kathleen uh, Kennedy's credit, she has made decades worth of good movies. Like, she was yeah. behind Indiana Jones and a lot of that early Spielberg and um, George Lucas stuff. Yeah, but then um, she got
2: old and lame and boring. And as everyone knows, if you want woof. to be good, you have to be young and cool and wear backwards hats and skateboard. And be hip and And Kathleen good. Kennedy couldn't even do half of those things. Yeah, foo <laughs> to
1: her. Foo to her. Did her, I man. did I do it right? You did it right, it dude. You said it. That's good. good.
2: Good. How do you how do you spell foo? Is that f o o or is that p h o o? F o o is how I was imagining it. Okay. Good. I feel okay. like p h to me p h o o sounds a little more like shameful.
0: <laughs>
2: so, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's right next to
1: poo, bro. Food nice. to you. And it's like nice. it's like poo
0: to you, but a little bit more family friendly.
2: <laughs> well, should we talk food. about directors now, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I we're think well, so. About producers for a big. Should, bit. should we talk? Yeah, That's we true. did.
0: <laughs> Before we talk about directors, we're gonna mention the fact that we're uh, not gonna do news this week.
2: Yeah, because it's boring. So yeah. we're not gonna do news anymore. News That's is for old, boring people. <laughs> news is for old, boring. Yeah. Like when was the last well, time that you turned on the news? We're young and hip and cool never. and wear backwards hats and skateboard.
1: That's, tr- that's so. We're us. not going to
2: talk about news anymore. We're going to talk about film directors.
1: We also love our moms. Yeah, we do. I love and our mom, fathers and our fathers whose birthdays are. dare officers,
2: <laughs> moms, dads, and dare officers are the three things that we love.
0: <laughs> and no one else. You no. Know. Oh no, my camera just ran off,
2: Lucas. Um, but
0: yeah, I directors are good uh, sorry we were talking about news news
1: yeah the news we were is talking about no that we news. were going to
0: not do New- well yeah, yeah, yeah we were talking about the news <laughs> but while we're
1: on the topic guess we have what We now ora okay
0: but let me let me just say if you want to see news we're going to try and start sharing news on our instagram platform and tiktok and all that stuff so if you want to stay up to date on you know cool good entertainment news then follow us on wherever you social yeah. media follow us on instagram
2: at just Jeff instagram Bezos. just instagram
0: <laughs> basically we do have a facebook and twitter but they have zero posts <laughs> they we only have a, a profile picture. we have a twitter we do oh. so well cool. there you go if someone can wants tweet? to run that
2: we if tweet someone tweet wants that. to hack
1: that account wants and then to get <laughs> post good that content if that'd that'd someone awesome. wants to get way free.
2: political for some reason <laughs> through the man came movie night
0: of just like the most absurd hot takes yeah. that no one actually believes and it's not even like
1: partisan it's just
2: what was it I kylie jenner's pepsi commercial was good yeah <laughs> start tweeting exactly stuff like that
1: exactly Let's do it i mean i didn't hate it so we're gonna omit news <laughs> this week except Nile.
0: i do know you have something you wanted to bring up with hot and spicy news this week hot and because... spicy news this week well i with our All friend who lives in a society. Oh,
2: it's our friend who lives in the society, the Joker. So just oh, to kind gotcha. of cap <laughs> off the news from last week, where we talked about how the Joker Two Folie à deux, uh, which means <laughs> madness for two. Um, Perfect title if, if for it this wasn't movie, pretentious enough. It has now been revealed that this movie will be a musical as well. So, Joaquin
1: Phoenix and Lady Gaga starring
2: side by side. Oh, is this an ABBA? This is.
1: Yeah. Well, I was. I don't know. I was just going with a musical. Sure. Uh,
2: is
0: uh, Is Mama Mia a musical?
2: Mama Mia is a musical.
0: <laughs> Very much so. Oh, okay. What kind of
2: question even? <laughs>
0: It was a joke, all right? It was an, it was a joke, was a okay? Game. I was trying to be funny. Yeah.
1: All right, we're going to cut all of that. So. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> Anyway, all news is gone. Well, but yeah, two is, is gonna I be did a have musical. a piece of news.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, you can still share <laughs> okay. it.
1: Okay. Well, this is just organic now. This is just <laughs> this me is bringing so it up in the conversation. Hey, guys. Missing. We're not doing news anymore. <laughs> hey, guys. I got a little news for you. Paddington 3 is announced. Yeah, uh, and it's going to be called Paddington in Peru, which is so great. exciting, Very and um, yeah, it, they're going to start filming. So I think we should all just move to Peru and see if we can get in on that. You know, what I'm saying. I've, already, yeah, I've nice. already moved to
2: Peru, and I gotta tell you, it's great. I think <laughs> I think some people um, in Peru might out,
1: listen to this. Shout out to our Peru, Peruvian friends. Shout out. Another piece of news with uh, Paddington Three
0: is that uh, Quentin Tarantino will be directing it. And speaking of directing, directors. That is (laughs) big news. (laughs) It's going to be hyper-violent and rated NC-17, so just prepare yourselves. (laughs) A lot of bare feet. A lot of (laughs) bare paw shots. Okay. So uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about with directors, or do we want to ask each other some fun and cool
2: questions? I had nothing else I wanted to talk about. I think this has been a good episode, and I think we should wrap it there. Yeah. We We were so thorough. Yeah. We Alrighty. were we were truly thorough. On, we covered uh, everything. We were Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but my question not a director. <laughs> it's not a director. Not a director for sure. So we don't need to talk about him.
0: <laughs> okay. Should I ask my question? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good. That's d- a. I think that's where we're go. at. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good direction to go. That's a good direction, directors. Yeah. Um, so directors are good. And this is kind of a question that I've seen other places. Okay, so I'm going okay, kind of
2: so to interrupt real quick and be the director of this episode. I want you to take that from the beginning and, and maybe not just say directors are good, but maybe <laughs> a little more professional of an approach. Okay, ready? Okay. And action. Action. Line. Sorry. Um, Directors are good. You want me to say directors are good? Or do you want yeah, me to but I want you to say it as if it was a like something that comes from you and not just to fill the space. Okay. Okay. You know okay. what I mean?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, tr- trust the script. I, I wrote okay. hard. I did a lot of writing on this one. So yeah, we have the
2: writer on set every day. Yeah,
1: Hey guys. Okay. Okay.
2: And action.
0: Sorry, line? One more time? Directors are good. Directors, Action. directors great. Dire- okay, 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 okay. Just keep dire- rolling. directors Directors are good, and yep. because of that, we like to watch movies directed by directors, and because of that... We found a question that we're going to ask about directors, which is if you were to watch a director create, recreate a a a visual and creative style of a director in another way, like a person was covering a song for a music music song. How would you like to do it as a as a movie? And who would you like to see have them directing?
2: That was it. That was the take. Oh, That was the wow. take. I really felt that one, um, guys. I'm not going to really lie did. to you, though. I kind of stopped listening to what you were saying.
1: Yeah, um, I have the very question. little clue what <laughs> your question okay. is. I, I will repeat
0: the question in a much more intelligible manner. In a similar way to how artists cover other artists for songs, what is a director you would like to see cover another director's style in that they are recreating an exact movie? So, for example, what I'm going to say is I would love to see Edgar Wright recreate in his own way Pulp Fiction because Uh. I think that Edgar Wright takes a lot of inspiration from Quentin Tarantino. And so in the same way that a songs cover is basically the exact same song lyrics, but just in the artist's specific texture and way, it would be cool to see a movie done in the same way. And obviously it's not practical because that would never happen and it would make zero sense. The only time a direct remake of a movie has happened was Psycho Vince in
2: 1998 Vaughn,
0: yeah. with Vince Vaughn starring, mm. and everyone loathed that. And I think since then they're like, "Hey, maybe shot-for-shot remakes are the worst idea ever." Yeah, but they, it's fun to. Well, they it's did fun it with to, the you know, Lion King. Wait, so
1: we're so we're yeah, asking, right. what you're asking is a shot-for-shot remake? We'll not exactly shot-for-shot. Shot. Uh, is the director the, the where... script
0: is the same? We'll say the script is the same, mm. and it's the director's way, the new director's way of interpreting that same script. With inspiration, maybe, from the original, and maybe no inspiration from the original visual style. but Okay. okay, Script's the same, but they still have creative liberty. I have the right answer, by the
1: way. Uh, I I thought I had the right answer. Okay, well, I'll
0: repeat my answer, because it was muddled in a bunch of other words, which is Edgar Wright directing the script of Pulp Fiction in his own style. Okay. Because clearly, you know, they have already similarities... But you right, it would be interesting to see how he took on that script. Sure. Love it. So Jared. which one of the objectively
1: correct answers would I like? I think to go next? I think
2: Jared started talking about his answer first, so I think
1: you're up. <clears throat> Okay. So I'm gonna take one of the most hated movies of all time. Smart. Oof. So this is opposite of what Lucas is doing, where he's already taken a banger and then letting a great director, you know, have his way with it. Instead, I'm taking a dud of a movie, which is The Last Airbender, Ooh. but I'm kind of giving it a new director, which I know we all thought at the time M. Night Shyamalan was the right choice. Yeah. How? How did I
2: watched The Sixth Sense, and I was like, Last <laughs> oh, What if he made Avatar?
1: <laughs> he should make this funny, beloved uh, children's show. I watched Bruce <laughs> uh, into Willis in that,
2: and I was like, Bruce Willis could be Aang. it should have been him arguably
1: no but I'm gonna take uh and I think it's his name is Destin Daniel Cretton yes that is who directed Shang-Chi and he also directed Mm. a movie called Just Mercy and so I bring those both up because I think there's two parts of Avatar that you need to get if you want to get it right one is great great characters right and kind of Already the script lends itself to exploring this kind of class divide between the different nations, uh, seeing some oppressed people uh, trying to, you know, fight back against this uh, corrupt system, right? And Just Mercy has a lot of that in it. Obviously, that one's a hard, hard drama. It's, it's so, so good, but it's a hard drama and maybe not quite as lighthearted. But I think you could get the emotion of that side of it. And then he could also bring in the action and the fun, fun little Kung Fu action sequences that we got in Shang-Chi. And I think just mashing those together with, you know, such a dope, colorful world, uh, I think he'd be able to nail it. Plus, the visuals of Shang-Chi were so amazing. True. I did really like that part of the movie. So yeah, I think I think that's a great choice. <laughs> that is a great choice, and that, that is, is a awesome great. Uh,
0: that is exactly the question I was asking. So you okay. understood perfectly. Good that's job, Jared. A, that's uh. a
2: great answer. Um, unfortunately, not the correct answer. Um, <sighs> but Dang it's it. it's pretty close.
1: Do I still get a C or higher.
2: You Oh, that's a that's an A minus at least. Mm, awesome. But it's not. Wait, a, what did I get? It's not an A. Uh, <laughs> what did I get? Well, you did choose Pulp Fiction, which I don't like. And you chose uh, Edgar a, a director Wright that you do
1: like to direct right?
2: a script that I d- don't enjoy. <laughs> like it's not the directing of that movie; it's the script that I don't like. What? So, hard for
1: me to agree with that your movie choice. is only script. Seriously. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what he won his Oscar I for. He like won for writing um, on that movie. Yeah,
2: there's well. just a whole wasted forty-five minutes on. Bruce Willis's non-character for some reason. <laughs> anyway, uh um, like no, that movie. You enough. would
0: hate the other Quentin Tarantino movies you haven't seen.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably, which is why I have not watched them. Um, so. Yeah, I I feel bad even saying that, like doing a movie podcast and saying I don't like Quentin Tarantino. I feel or like or Pulp Fiction more killed. specifically. Yeah,
1: no man, we need we the already, hot takes. That's we, we did a hot takes viewers. episode. We Here's could do one hot takes too. Two. We Here's electric boogaloo we
2: This one is not a very hot take because I think I've chosen a director that we all love and a movie that we all love. Um, hmm. but I would like to see the Big Lebowski made once again. Um, mm. but directed by Taika Waititi. Ah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. I think that movie has such a hmm. great blend of like intensity and action, but also just pure comedy. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. very very strong characters. Um, that I could even see him taking that same script and just saying this takes place in New Zealand. And like mm-hmm. maybe the one thing that would make that movie funnier is a bunch of New Zealand accents. Like, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, <laughs> I I can already hey, see Taika Waititi playing um, Jesus the Bowler. Yeah, um, oh. he could like, play the dude too. He could he could play the dude. I would mm-hmm. I would prefer maybe Jermaine Clement to play the dude. Oh, even why did I even say Taika? You perfect,
0: perfect, hundred um, percent agree.
2: But I I just think that like the pacing of that script and how specific it is. And here's another thing that is a a script that's written by writer directors, the Coen brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember if it's Ethan that usually writes and then Joel that usually directs, but I think they're both involved in both halves. And then they just kind of like give one credit and the other credit for the other, a lot of the time. Um, But well, they, they they usually take, (laughs) they usually both take credit for directing. Yeah, but I feel like I remember a lot of the time seeing only one of their names on the writing credit.
0: Uh, but yeah, that may be possible. I can't I remember. It's something know. like that. But I either way, I think you're lying, though.
2: Okay, cool. Either way, it would be it would be interesting because you still have with a writer director, you get kind of even when they're writing the script, they have the end product in their mind of like, yeah. okay, this oh, is going sure. to look this way. And that's why they write in the way that they do. And then, because of that, I don't know if you guys have ever looked at the Big Lebowski script, but a huge part of that script is them interrupting each other and talking over each other, especially in the bowling alley scenes. And in the script, it is the lines are written to the exact point that they are interrupting each other. And like those conversations feel so natural, but then when you read the script along with watching the scene, you realize how like choreographed and timed out everything has become. And I awesome. think awesome that it, it's fun because you've got that very clear vision in the script that is from the people that originally made it too. So you still have the influence of the original director there, but then interpreted by this new, also brilliant director. And I think that he would just make it so, so funny and like, that plot is just so over-the-top complicated when it doesn't need to be. And that's, like, part of oh, the fun yeah. of it is just seeing this person who truly does not understand the situation getting wrapped into all of this stuff and just <laughs> not really caring. And I just, I think Taika Waititi encapsulates that kind of, like, blissful ignorance <laughs> so well.
1: And I <laughs> he would just nail it. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. A-minus. A minus. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I give it a I give it a B minus because you didn't like my answer. So
2: I liked I I think it's maybe a good answer. I just (laughs) you're assigning my favorite director of all time to one of my least favorite scripts. (laughs) Mm.
0: (laughs) Well, that sounds like a you problem. Maybe you should just reassess your taste in directors. Writing directors.
1: I was gonna say, speaking of taste in directors um, like I, we were talking about earlier there's so many different directors out working right now and a lot of times they have a very uh, particular style right uh each of their movies you watch it within like the first shot sometimes you're like i know who directed this movie or yeah. this seems so familiar this is this goes right in line with their filmography uh and so i we wanted to ask you guys, and we've talked about this before a little bit on the podcast, so maybe it's not super mind-blowing, our answers. But who, what director do you vibe with the most, right? You you can pop in a movie and you just get it. You love it every time. There's very few misses for them uh, as far as you're concerned. And uh, yeah, you look forward whenever a movie by them is announced. Yeah. If they're still working.
2: Yeah. But, right.
1: So I'll, uh, I'll open it up.
2: I'd say probably Lucas take this one. Cause I just got done yammering.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, kind of an obvious one for me with this one, but, uh, Ruben Flesher who, uh, sure. yeah. directed Venom one. Oh, um, just that movie alone. I, I just, just knew Yeah. as soon as he, as I watched it for the first time that there was, that he knew exactly yeah. what was going there's, on inside there's of There's a
2: mind. reason that none of you have ever heard his name before. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no they, actually. They brought in
1: the big name for, for Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. yeah. Andy oh. Circus. Andy Circus. <laughs> Andy Circus. And then probably <laughs> Film Film Circus. Director. Director. Yeah. Venom
0: 3 will probably be Andy Circus as well. So, you know, mm. good for Andy for all of the movies he's directing now, except the one that he's made that people have seen. <laughs> it was horrendous.
2: The, so the yeah. the, the villain of Venom 3 is going to be Toxin, right? Mm, yes. Quick interruption and quick pitch. The oh. subtitle is because Venom 1 had like an original song, right? By Eminem. Venom 1. Yeah, Venom. I don't know if Venom 2 did. Shout out to Ruben Venom. Fletcher,
0: the director of Venom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but how about this? Venom 3 is, they should called, have done, is called Venom mm, mm, Toxic, and the theme oh, song is Toxic by Britney Spears. There oh. you go. I was well, going to say the, for the second one. Maybe even the subtitle one, could be Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the second one they should have done, uh, let their Cardi B carnage, oh. and have car- Cardi B <laughs> Venom know Cardi- <and laughs> Carnage. <laughs> let Cardi B you know, lay down a baddie track. <laughs> wow. Dude, such a baddie sequel. track.
2: You know that's you're saying so these things. That's within the realm of possibility. <laughs> that's yeah. the thing.
0: You're, <laughs> we're joking about these things, but it's not even that absurd. Bad Bunny is getting an
2: El Muerto movie. Like, <laughs> what? And you know um, he's gonna have an original track in that. That's just gonna be garbage. Well, I'm hoping. Horrible.
1: I'm hoping for the uh, not Shazam, the other lightning bolt Black Adam guy. Black, Black Adam. Adam. I'm hoping Dwayne. Gets on the, Ooh, on the oh, mic. Yeah. If he gets on the mic He stays hungry, he's like, he devour. Yo, it's hungry, me, baby.
0: Black Adam. The hierarchy of power just changed in the DC universe forever. Because he keeps saying that line over and over again on his yeah. Instagram. He just oh, keeps saying, the hierarchy of power about is that. about to change in the DC universe forever.
2: It's like And cool. it's like, maybe for this movie, because they're definitely not going <laughs> to bring you back. <laughs> Dude, like, no I can way. already tell he's you right gonna, now, that movie hasn't come out. But the character Black Adam will live and die with that movie.
0: No way! Mm. I totally disagree. They—they're not that, bringing the rock that, in. dude. Yeah, he's gonna be around for a while. I think he's gonna be in Shazam three because Shazam two think comes that out this Black year. Black Adam's
2: gonna do well mm. though.
0: Oh, uh, that's true. If it doesn't, and do the, the DC thing, if it,
2: universe it, is collapsing.
0: It yeah, it really is. Shout out to Ezra Miller this week, who keeps getting more and more brutal allegations of sexual and violent physical assaults.
2: Dude, Just, he's, he's a crazy person. He
0: is, yeah, he's a crazy person. Um, but that is totally not what Jared asked us. And so I'm going to give him <laughs> the respect of answering the question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, it, I was going to say, it's hard to decide because... Um, but Wes Anderson, ultimately... Wes Anderson is the answer that I'm going to say. Because his... Like, nothing makes me feel more inspired to be a director myself... Or be creative and, like, make something creative... Than when I watch a Wes Anderson movie.
1: Will you give um, us a couple movies when you say you're a director?
0: Yes. So, Wes Anderson has directed, most recently, uh, The French Dispatch. Um, before that, he has made Fantastic Mr. Fox. And Isle of Dogs... And The Grand Budapest Hotel, Bottle Rocket, um, The Life Aquatic of Steve Zissou. He's, he's made like a dozen movies at this point. Okay. All of them are great, I think. Yeah. Um, and every time I watch them, there's just a very, very distinct feel. He's very symmetrical. He's very, like, flat in his layering. Um, and it's all just so amazing. It, it's really, truly a spectacle to watch his movies. And every time I do, especially in theaters... I just get out of it and this was especially apparent with uh, French Dispatch which was awesome. I loved. I got out of it and I was just like man, that guy is just so cool and he just does such a good job with all of the his themes and his ideas and I just love his movies so much. Um, yeah. Shout out would be Denis Villeneuve who most recently made Dune but all of his stuff is also pretty crisp but very different
1: style to uh, yeah. to Pretty crisp, West. baby. Yeah, yeah,
0: but yeah, that's uh, that's who I who that's who I'm vibing, vibing on, skirting on. Let's who
1: you're vibing on these skirting
2: days? Skirting on, um, fooing on. As yeah. hard as it is for me to not say Edgar Wright, I'm going to not say Edgar Wright. He'll Whoa. be maybe my Nani? honorable mention. Oh, um, because Ed, Edgar Nani. Wright's <laughs> movies are Edgar Wright's movies are great, and I feel like. Every time I watch them, I learn something new about them, which you can't say for every movie. Um, I don't know, dude. Venom. Venom. That's true. <laughs> that's true. As co-directed by Wes Anderson and Edgar Wright, they were both co- they were contributors on that yes. one. Yes. Um, but my my answer is going to be Hayao Miyazaki. Um, Ooh, very nice good answer. Director of. Uh, spirited Away, <laughs> director of anime. <laughs> All anime, creator of anime, actually.
1: <laughs> he um, invented he invent- animation. He invented
2: it. Um, no, but he's the director of Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle, Porco Rosso, which I hadn't seen until I watched it this week and just loved every moment of it.
0: <laughs> Jared is not <laughs> a fan.
2: It was
1: so good. That's uh, a, the, that's the Italian so one, So good. Right? You think it, it's so, it so good? good. I also All right, guys, that's it. the bar, watched, everyone, for Niall. I watched
2: The His Wind Porco Rises Rosso. this week. <laughs> um, and The Wind Rises was great. Um, honestly, every time I watch a Miyazaki movie, I just kind of, like, they. I connect with them in a way that I don't know if I connect with any other piece of art. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Porco Rosso is the Italian pig one, right?
2: Yeah, the the pig pilot. And it's good? I loved it. I love we it. have dissenting
0: no. opinions, but that's I'm, that's... I'm not
1: saying it's bad, but it's definitely mid. Like, <laughs> yeah. watching it once is, is sure. enough, More sure. than enough.
2: So, yeah, if anybody cares, you can listen to Jared, the famed villain of the podcast, <laughs> or you can listen <laughs> to Niall, who has all of the opinions that you like and agree with. The famed uh, no hero way. of the podcast. No so, way. I'm the famed hero. And
0: then Lucas, yeah. the
1: Tell the me your gig. thoughts on Harry Potter I'm again, Niall. Like, <laughs> Harry <laughs> Potter is
2: objectively dumb. Uh, <laughs> objectively, get out of here with that. <laughs> no, I know that Harry Potter is the one thing where I get where I'm the bad guy.
0: Mm, you they also literally... mentioned that you don't like Tarantino in this episode, which is no. also a pretty unpopular opinion.
2: Yeah, well, shut up. Um, okay. Yeah, no, but <laughs> Miyazaki really like. I I just. I love every movie that I see, and the the way that I have found that I can explain specifically the effect that um, *Spirited Away* has on me is, you know, you know how like fish can see colors that we can't see, apparently. No.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of animals. It's yeah, it's a similar yeah. thing.
2: Um. And like, how would you describe a color that you've never seen before? Like you couldn't do that. You couldn't really like invent a new color. Um, Spirited Away gives me emotions like mm. colors that we've never seen. Where it's like, I don't know how to describe this. I can't tell you what it is, but I've never experienced it outside of watching Spirited Away. And hmm. like, it just like has such a profound effect on the way that I feel. And it's because it's directed so, so well. There are certain shots in that movie where I see it and I'm like, did Wes Anderson watch this and draw inspiration because of like certain very symmetrical shots that happen in it that I'm like, that feels like, and like it, it feels, and I'm of course not saying that Hayao Miyazaki like was inspiring Wes Anderson movies, but it's like, Uh, I feel like I could have been though,
0: honestly. I feel like, like, yeah,
2: no, it's, it's possible. I feel like I get a little bit of all of the other directors that I love showing up in Miyazaki movies. Whether it's in they're inspired by Miyazaki or the other way around doesn't really matter, but it just contains everything that I love in one way or another. So, he's my answer. Hmm. That's no, a very I good think, answer.
1: I considered both of those, and I think my honorable mention will, will go to Wes Anderson. I don't think there's any other director who just, like, gets my humor more than him. Like, Wes. every joke for, for Wes. in his movies lands. Yeah. Like, it's so charming to a point that I just... I, I can't help but just have a great time while I watch yeah. it. Okay? Um, but I'm going to go back to the classic. Um, we'd be... Yeah, we'd be in trouble if we didn't say say this director... And for the most part, every every movie I've seen of his has just, you know, left me with a good feeling of adventure, uh, and and uh, excitement. And that, of course, is Steven Spielberg, mm, the director okay. of you know the classics like Jaws and Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Schindler's List. Schindler's List, one great, of our great favorite. movie
2: to give you a sense of excitement and adventure yeah, <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah uh, I don't i'll just move on to catch me if you Can. <laughs> uh,
1: and then even one of his most recent ones if not his most recent west side story Ooh, which yeah. mm. was absolutely i loved it amazing great so i mean this is w- one of those directors where it seems like every work that i just named people will hail For Eternity as a film classic. Yeah. One that was influential to a whole generation of movie makers to to come. Um, uh, I think he's, you know, I don't know if he's maybe the most versatile director. I think he, whenever he engages in a project, he nails it. Uh, But I think just for me, you know, West Side Story re-sparked that that love for Spielberg, oh, and yeah. I, when you watch it, there are some shots that you're like, so much care went into this movie, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so good. Uh, it's it's a Spielberg movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, big time. I'm gonna be excited every time he, you know, comes out with a new movie, uh, especially if it's one that, that's down my alley. So yeah, it's a great answer. There's there's my there's mine. That is very excellent. good.
2: Well, so,
0: uh, thanks, guys. That was a good episode. Good no episode of the podcast. Nobody <laughs> else has
2: any questions they want to ask. It nope. does nobody else that, that, that Nobody else that matters. Nobody, else, nobody that matters. else that's smart enough to know that Porco Rosso sucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nah, I'll watch it again, man.
2: No, it was so good. You watch it again. Screw no, you. It's a, no, it's a I one won't. time watch. Tell I will me not. to watch it twice. <laughs> Up out of here. <laughs> okay, so. Uh,
1: I will say I did watch Spirited Away this weekend. Yeah, Whoa. dude. And that one's, so that one's good. great. It's so good. That one's great.
2: So good. Really? Kay. You
1: said so good for this one, and you said so good for Porco Rosso. So yes. are they the same to you? They're, They're not of the equal same merit. movie. <laughs> But well, they're both but very they're the good same, movies, just as good. They're they're of equal merit they're on the I would same plane. They're right, just as right. good. Wow.
0: All right, man. You're really Miles. doubling down just on that Just like how
2: just uh, like how I haven't Vision seen it, so just I Just as can't. good as Harry Potter.
1: Oof, oof. Um, so
2: anyway, um, <laughs> my question is trying to let's try to make this fun again, <laughs> <And not laughs> so heated, <laughs> vicious, no, and it does pain. it does
1: seem like we've been talking about the topic for so long already at this point but that's because we cut out the news (laughs) True, it's It's like we're 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 hitting that bar we're we're booling right now we're (laughs) so booming also i can't remember
2: who was it that i texted recently and i used the word booling and they were like what is that and i was like
0: (laughs) we're not have we not
2: talked in the last like three years (laughs) because i've been saying that way a lot recently i'll have to figure out who that was I can't remember. Maybe they listen anyway, to the pod. Yeah, hey guys. Maybe they do. Hey, if it's oh, you hey, listening into the
0: Before Niall gets into his uh yeah, shibang. Let's just, let me, the just let me just say shout out to a fan who approached me at a wedding I was at. I forget your name, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, why did you even bring it up?
2: <laughs> but
0: they're the roommate of Hannah Steed. Um so Oh. They recognize we love Hannah me. Steed here. Yes, exactly. And I have not met you either, but I met your roommate at a wedding. <laughs> And they were like, hey, you do Man Cave Movie Night, right? And I was like, how on earth do you know that? (laughs) We are at a wedding for friends of mine from my mission. But she was like, yeah, my roommate really likes and I've listened to it and it was good and cool. So shout out to those two people for listening. Right on. Please please don't stop listening. Well, yeah, I don't know,
2: Hannah, who you live with, but I'm certain that you're listening to this episode. So shout out to you and your roommate who I probably know, but don't know that you live with them.
0: Yeah. I forgot. Anyway, I've got a question to
2: ask. Yes. I got a question to ask. Oh, okay. As follows. Oh yeah. Sure. Which two directors, we don't even have to have like a script idea or anything. If you have an idea for something like the kind of movie they can direct, you know, go for it. But which two directors would you like to see come together for a collaboration movie? Like, co-directed by this person and this person.
0: Ridley Scott and Denny
2: Villeneuve. For a Blade Runner movie? Blade Runner 3. Ugh. Blade Runner 3, 2049 and a half. 2050.
1: <laughs> Versus aliens. Versus aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Versus Predator.
0: Um, no, but seriously, that would be so cool. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? Ridley yeah. and Denny. Yeah. That I. Sick. that's my actual answer for blade that's runner very 3 good. those two collab
2: um talk a little bit about who ridley scott is because we've already covered denny villeneuve but
0: ridley scott um he actually invented the idea of aliens existing um with <laughs> his film right. from the 1970s mm. called alien before that that well, word well, had not been invented and that so movie
2: he... invented the idea of a single alien a single alien. The true. sequel invented the idea that there could be many. There could be more than one. Because the sequel was called Aliens.
0: Yeah, plural. That is true. Which he did not make. Actually, James Cameron directed that one. So, one oh, more food well then to James you James
2: Cameron now. is the pioneer of, of mul- <laughs> the multiple plural alien aliens. concept.
0: Yes, and he invented the idea of one singular alien. He also invented Roman uh, mythology with the film Gladiator. Yeah, um, which is excellent. There excellent there movie. All so of that good. lore was really well thought so out for that movie. So good, so just good. like
2: Porco Rosso. <laughs> uh,
0: he also directed other films, uh, such as ones that are good.
2: Yeah, and and that's all you need. To and that's know all
0: him. you need to know about Ridley. Really. Have
2: you heard about his long rumored script for Gladiator Two?
0: Yeah, it's coming. Gladiator Two, let there be carnage.
2: Well, ha- <laughs> have you heard like what it is though?
0: It's his son, I think. Oh, that's not what I've heard. It's Russell Crowe's son. I don't I've know. heard
2: that it's still Russell Crowe's character and his journey into Elysium. Oh and like interacting really? like with the gods.
0: Interesting. That would be kind of cool. Very different. Very, I imagine, very different. Yeah. I imagine you can't do you can't really do a sequel to that movie for obvious reasons if you've seen the film. Um, right. But if you haven't, Spoilers. you should watch it. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying you should watch Gladiator. Yeah, well, well, um, the
2: ending is just that he does fine and lives and has time with his family and that's great. And he okay, retires. Okay, but his family. Okay, whatever,
0: whatever. You can say whatever you want about that movie. Spoiled Gladiator, uh, the 25-year-old movie from the late 90s. But uh, he also directed Blade Runner One. So, he directed Blade Runner 1, then he directed Blade Runner 2, then yeah. the two directors come together for Blade Runner 3. Also, The Martian, also The Last that Duel. that Ridley? hmm The Martian. Oh. The Last Duel and that. House of Gucci, which both came out last year, which I enjoyed House both of them. House of Gucci. And no one saw either of them, and he blamed millennials on their phones for not seeing their movies, for even though millennials the were the highest demographic of people who saw those movies. Mm. Yeah, it's like... So He's kind of silly sometimes, but maybe he makes blame great old
2: people for not knowing how to pre-order tickets through Fandango or Adam through their yeah. com- their newfangled device, their new device that they have to carry around in their pockets. Back in my day, computers were abacuses. <laughs> anyway, that's a very good answer, Lucas. Thank you. I'm impressed. Me too, Jared. You to answer. That now? answer?
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. Then I guess that's no. the episode. Let me. <laughs> I want to okay. Can I do like a little bit of a cop out thing?
2: Absolutely.
1: Just a little bit of a cop out thing. That's what we're all about here. One of Cave, one of the happen. directors I want to participate in it isn't really a At least as far as I know, not really like the sole director of the kind of movie I want to do. Oh, yeah. that's fine. But I want to take Edgar Wright. Sure. And combine him with the team that brought us. Into the Spider Verse. Oh, Phil Lord cool. and Chris Miller.
0: Yeah, dude, that would Who be awesome. It? Who'd you say? So sorry, Christopher Lord and Phil Miller. No, 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 no nope, other Lord, way around. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are their names. Yeah,
1: there you go. So two, it's the two it's people, two right? people. Yeah. It's okay, two people. okay. That's right. what I thought. That's what I thought. Well, okay. duo. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't know even what they would direct, but I think already Edgar Wright's style is like animation but with real actors yeah in a lot of ways you know it's so meticulous and quick paced and fast cuts and stuff so having his ideas in his brain for comedy and action uh, combined with a team that could create the exact animations that he would want um, Mm -hmm. and one a studio that's proved kind of time and time again to be able to push the boundaries of animation.
0: You know um, who you know who produced those movies? Sony Pictures.
1: <laughs> hey. But Sony Animation. Sony Animation, hey, which is very
0: different. I know exactly what I'm talking about, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it's funny that we rag on Sony, and then they do make good animated movies. And somehow Great, yeah. they're, they make good video games, and they make good animated. Anything computer-generated, awesome. But
1: anything with humans... No good, and so well. I guess this is just um, with the assumption that they still stick with Sony, but yeah, yeah, the directors yeah. on the animation team yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. can no, choose I, I, their team <laughs> or studio however they would like to. Right. I was just using it as a yeah, as an no, example. I was but being facetious and mean. <laughs> no, no. I think it's. I think it's good to clarify. But yeah, I think just backing up a a really creative mind, one that already you know is so. I mean, I don't think he's. When when you think of Edgar Wright, you think of how creative he is within his limitations. Yeah, and yeah. then helping take away some of those limitations, with, uh, and just seeing what yeah. else he could do would be really awesome. That would be uh, rad. Right. Um,
0: they directed twenty one and twenty two Jump Street as well.
1: I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I did know that. Yes, and that and, and the Lego movie, the Lego
0: movies? movie, the first Lego movie, and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the first one. Dang,
1: dude, I nailed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're great. Those two they're, guys are they're awesome. awesome. And I love all of those. They races. were the
0: original directors of Solo, and then they got fired.
1: And then Ron Howard. Ron
0: Howard. Champion everyone, Ron Howard. Sean, champion Ron Howard <laughs> with the most visceral and unique directing style came in and directed Solo, of, which has such a unique you know, and the textual, Grinch fan. Yeah, of the Grinch <laughs> fan. And, and, well, the Andy I, Griffith, I, Griffith
2: show. Not directing, the Andy but Griffith he was starring little in little boy <laughs> as Ronald Opie. Howard. O- Opie? Opie Oh jeez, yeah. dude. Okay. I right, Solo? Now.
0: Can you believe Solo is what it is? Everyone I like Solo. For... People forgot yeah. about that movie immediately. Before
2: I mentioned <laughs> it just barely true. you
0: had not thought about that movie since 2018 when it came out. That's I, I was actually thinking about it today.
1: Or... <laughs> cuz I was is... looking at movies. Today. It is a movie
0: that <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. just was deleted from the just public mind almost immediately after it came out.
1: Well, it, it was like one of the first ones I think that that came out sandwiched right in between two big uh Star Wars movies already. Oh, and
0: know? the same summer as Infinity War, like two weeks after it.
1: Nah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like so, what are you doing? Of course you're gonna we're gonna forget about it, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Infinity War, one of the biggest cinematic Most anticipated movies yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then and Solo, then the solo. movie no one wanted. <laughs> Well, and that kind of sucks because it leads. I feel like it leads the studio to believe that you know maybe it's the recasting of a beloved character that was the issue. No, and I don't think so. I, I don't, don't think, think it that was. was. I think you wow. did great.
0: Yeah, I, I think all the honestly like him and like Donald Glover, of course, as Lando yeah. was amazing. Um, yeah, and I, honestly, like I didn't love the movie, but none of the acting performances were bad. It was just not at all a movie that people cared about seeing. And uh, yeah, it came out in may. Well, so since we're talking about directors, that's a good example, actually of when a studio and Disney specifically Lucasfilm is the best at this in that they are the worst at firing (laughs) people that they hire on. Um, Mm. so for example, let's start back with episode seven originally hired JJ Abrams and he worked out right then rogue one, the next film. Well, he worked out in that he wasn't fired. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but (laughs) Rogue One had Gareth Edwards who directed it, not a huge name, but like he, that's who directed it, but he kind of got pseudo fired like 70% into the movie. And another guy came in and kind of reshot a lot of it and finished it. Mm. But because he had shot more than half, he got the directing credit. Gareth Edwards did. Um, I was not aware of that. Yep. So a lot of like the, so originally Darth Vader was going to show up on the beach. Um, and that whole hallway scene didn't exist. And so they kind of mix some stuff around with that. So mm. I don't know. It's, I don't know. it worked out. Like I, I like yeah, it, it a Yeah, it did. Episode eight ended up working out because Ryan Johnson was hired, and then he made the movie. But he was hired on to make three more movies, which have now been canceled. Um, kind or, of. <laughs> Okay.
1: Like they are, canceled but they haven't the announced. Se- they haven't that officially canceled. been canceled, but
0: <laughs> they're canceled. Um, yep. And then episode nine, of course. Colin oh, Trevorrow boy. was the original director who directed Jurassic World 1 and 3 movies that are not that good <laughs> and <laughs> he was going to direct episode 9 he was fired um, and oh, then bummer. Solo Phil Lord and Chris Miller were originally hired they were fired and Ron Howard was hired on um, and the other the Game of Thrones guys were hired to make a Star Wars movie or a Star Wars trilogy even and they were also fired and yeah. so it's like
1: well, they kind of, they kind of they did it to the themselves. Ending. yeah yeah that's yep. all on man. yep but still yeah, definitely
0: so disney specifically lucasfilm is just really good at doing that with people yeah. um and you know like we were saying with producers they have a specific the producers in the studio are ultimately the final say in the product and if you as the director are not giving them the product they want then you're out of there and yeah. so your cake your cake especially with star wars yeah. Marvel to an extent was like that because they had Edgar Wright who they fired from Ant-Man. So big yeah. L still fatty rip.
2: Well, Edgar Wright actually exited. He, he quit
0: Yeah, because I of mean, the studio
2: meddling with his script. He didn't yeah. get, no, he, he I, has been pretty clear about the fact that he left because he was, they were messing with his script. And he was like, no, if yeah. you, if you want to change the script, then I'm out.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that is the case, but also it was only... My, he would have been fired. He would have oh, been no fired. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Like, I think he saw it coming and was
2: like, all right, I'm out.
0: But and what so, I'm saying yes, is yeah.
2: Edgar Wright maintained his dignity. He did, yeah. So good in for In that situation. Yeah. Um. So here's my answer of two directors that I think should collaborate. Oh,
0: um, yeah. oh
2: yeah, this question. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll swing back real quick and then we'll end the episode. <laughs> um, uh, and that is... I think that Matt Reeves and Guillermo del Toro um, Interesting combo could make a really interesting, like supernatural noir movie, basically. Huh. I would I would want Guillermo del Toro to really just kind of lead like the very weird mythological, like just like we're in this crazy weird supernatural world. And it could even be like pretty on the nose, like maybe some kind of like private eye detective gets like sucked into some weird supernatural world and then has to use his detective skills to get back home, basically. Mm -hmm. So he's not like solving a mystery as much as like figuring out how to get back home and using his mystery solving abilities to do it, you know?
1: Yeah. Would you give us some, some projects? those yes, yes, on? Yes. Yes. Sorry.
2: Um, so Guillermo del Toro, um, I guess most notably, uh, Pan's Labyrinth and the, um, the Hellboy movies, the good ones, <laughs> um, the older it. ones. um, and uh, Nightmare Alley more recently. And, um, of course, our, our favorite wa- uh, movie, Shape of Water, a- yeah. a.k.a. Fish Love.
1: Fish Love. <laughs>
2: um, fish Love, baby. It's a great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's, you know, it's exactly best picture what winner. Like. Yeah. Um, fish Love. Won, won the Academy hey, Award for don't best, it from us. best movie <laughs> don't ever Don't take made. it from us.
0: Watch it yourself and
2: watch the um,
0: fish make love to a woman. Fish Love.
2: Um, but like everything bar shape of water I uh, by Guillermo del Toro I mm. I dig I'm I like and uh, Matt Reeves um recently most notably did um The Batman which is why I want to do uh, kind the of a noir, noir thing because noir. it's it's very you know detectivey um but he also did um I think Rise and War of the Planet of the Apes yeah, are the, the two that too. he was in charge of yeah which are the the two good ones. Um, I like the first one, too. The first one's good, but the second and the third are, like, the, the ones the that ones, are really yeah. awesome, you know? Mm. Um, and Cloverfield, forever ago. Yeah. Um, so he also kind of, like, knows how to deal with that more supernaturally type stuff, but more, like, he's very good at putting real people into a supernatural situation. Um most notably with uh, the the Planet of the Apes movies, but um, I think it would just be kind of fun to see his very kind of grounded style mixed with Guillermo del Toro's very over-the-top supernatural style. I think it would help bring out the feeling of that character being lost in a supernatural world. It would make that character feel more believably stranded, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. And with that what you're saying with like the grounded characters in a supernatural world maybe batman 2 will have mr freeze
2: yeah i maybe. hope it has mr. maybe I, I still i hope it has I mr know freeze that I already talked about this on the podcast but i still hope that it's the mad hatter to answer. i think answer. the mad hatter would be so so cool
0: yeah i think mr freeze would be better so
2: well yeah
1: better i hope it's whatever, poison blah, ivy blah, blah, blah. Mm, nah. i hope it's poison
0: and ivy and catwoman
1: I hope it's oh. poison ivy and Catwoman and Harley
0: Quinn, but no Joker. Oh, but Joker actually is already in it. So yeah, let's bring, let's bring them all in. Yeah. What if what if the multiverse happened with between <laughs> Joker Two and Batman Two, and they came together? And the they
1: sang together.
2: Pigs, and they're like, "Hey, look, I it's me, Rob Pattinson, you'd... Batman." La 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 I'm just la, la. glad that DC is smart enough to not do that because that's something that Sony would absolutely do, dude. And of also, like with the direction that DC's going right now with the flash movie coming out, which is based on flashpoint, which for those that don't know is kind of the DC multiverse story a little bit deals with mm-hmm. time travel and kind of crossing, you know, different potential universes. Um, and that movie will have Michael Keaton's Batman from forever ago, uh, showing up. Um, it's like DC could start doing that and just telling directors like, Hey, in this Batman movie, Sorry, but now it's a it's a DC multiverse movie Ugh. where, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman is gonna show up and Arnold Schwarzenegger is gonna be Mr. Freeze Ugh, and like all of man. these different things. Ugh.
1: And don't um, even say
2: it. <laughs> can you imagine like a Batman Sinister Six with like Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. and Danny DeVito?
1: <laughs> and uh um, the Riddler. Jim Carrey Riddler, Tommy Lee Jones. Jim Carrey's Riddler, Tommy
2: Lee Jones Two Face, Jack. And they Nicholson would probably do something super acting. Well, they would they would do something super tasteless, like getting that guy that was in um, the Point Break remake to be um, like the Joker, like the Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, man. And just like do some weird, like creepy B-roll, like digital adding (laughs) to make it like, yeah, this is him still. It would just be like, but that's it. Like, I say that because in the context of DC, we're like, yeah, that would never happen. But that is literally what Sony is doing. Oh yeah, like all of with that stuff, with Bri- just... and
0: Michael Keaton himself
2: being in Morbius is that yeah.
0: exact nonsense. So <laughs> so oh.
2: you know, take that for what you will. If you if you don't already hate what Sony is doing, just think Begin about that and doing them. <laughs> the same thing, and and you'll you'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, it's funny because. Um, a lot of these actors who are signing on for Sony movies, like Bad Bunny and Sidney Sweeney, who's going to be in Madam Webb, are like, I'm mm-hmm. just so excited to be part of such an amazing universe of Marvel characters. And it's like, these actors clearly think they're in the MCU, but they're just yeah. in the Sony universe. And they're just yeah. like, I'm so excited to join the ranks of other phenomenal actors who have made their way into making these movies. And it's just like, other phenomenal oh, actors, babe, such as so Jared, Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah, j- Leto <laughs> Jared Leto man, <clears throat> Morbius too. Let there be carnage Anyway Do we have anything else We want to talk about With, uh, with directors
2: No just that uh. Directors aren't really important And they're not very good
1: That is true That is <laughs> yeah. true um, If nothing else Take that away <laughs> yeah, remember Please that. remember That directors
0: bad
2: Directors bad And movies bad
0: Movies bad um, so We didn't even talk about NBC TV directors bad. But TV is good too you know
2: yeah matt shackman exists matt shackman
0: (laughs) he's gonna make a movie soon too um anyway movies are cool and directors are why they are cool so thank you to all directors out there who have made good movies and a pollux upon your family if you've made a bad movie to your directors
2: oh so we've moved away from food to you and now we're on to a pollux upon your family (laughs) interesting
0: yeah i think it's a little bit more appropriate It's very
2: intense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and uh, we'll see you next week, guys. More.
1: Man Cave Movie Night would like to give a special thanks to Niall Thorley, Lucas Coford, and Jared Cooksey for all their hard work on the podcast. Thank thank you so much. Where's
0: that coming from? I don't know. Thank you to whoever said that.
2: Yeah, thanks, man.